and preface because we for all people we have a great sense of humor we're funny like to have a good time so uh welcome back to the be Light podcast baby it's your boy k sloan here with the homies jay jones jay jiggity you got the brain astros and six baby it's nate g astros is six. i am a red Sox he a little bit of both and then you got the wise the wise and the wisdom it's a lift and go. And the unclothed. Keep it tight, yo. My boy got nothing under that. Just to let y'all know. In case y'all were wondering. He's warm, though. Yeah, I'm good. Clothes or not, I'm dedicated. Dedicated. We dedicated. appreciate you. We appreciate you. Dedicated. So uh, what, what's going on out there in the world of... Uh, of us, man. What we got going? What, what's what's new? Astros did win. They they shut down the school district, huh? Yeah, they actually did, which was kind of wild. But it's not that serious, but I'm happy for the for the kids, I guess. I'm why happy is for that the Bro, it's why is it that serious that you shut down schools? Like the second time y'all get to do this, it's, it's pretty big. I mean, what you mean? okay? I, they shut down a school for okay. less. That's true. That, that's fair. I'm not tripping. Honestly, I'm <laughs> having to because we had Monday and Tuesday off in our district, anyways. So I'm happy for the teachers who had the Monday off. Go Strongs. Go Strongs. Yeah. So that's Texas. That's Texas, though. You know, so I represent for Texas. I, I rock with Texas. So when I, when I seen it, I was like, that's good. That's good to Texas one. You know, I ain't watched nothing, but. I was just about to say, what you watch? Yeah, you know, you know I, ain't watch, I, ain't, I ain't watch. I ain't watch. I ain't watch a highlight, but I know they won though. That was somebody. Baseball hard to watch, bro. I be getting bored, man. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. It's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah, y'all just sports fanatics, man. Nah, I, I need to get in that fan duel though. That's why I need to get on. Get some passive income. We're accepting sponsorships. Huh? You're going to lose. You don't know who to pick. Bro, I feel like people be winning that don't know it too. They just got to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to know who knows something. He said, you know he said passive income. He's going to pass his income right on down. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to run away from me. Hold on. We'll come back. Come back. <laughs> nah. Um, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, we can go ahead and get on into it now. You know what I'm saying? So, we got some topics we wanted to share with y'all, discuss. Um, then we can roll right into, you know, a topic that we were discussing before we got on here. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got two different types of podcasts. Uh, but the one that we're going to have for y'all, the version we're going to give y'all, we're going to talk to y'all about, you know, consequences, right? Consequences for your actions, how you got to deal with um, what you guys put out there, what you do. Um, we specifically, we're addressing the Kyrie Kanye West situation. Um I let y'all kind of take it. What, what, what was y'all's thoughts? What's y'all's thoughts? The markets you want to go to, to put it in a clean way, they are in a different stratosphere. Yeah. That's that's kind of the, the round table thought. Like they are in a different stratosphere. Uh uh the gravity of their consequence doesn't affect them as much as it would uh the gravity of uh middle class and, and other. If, if we lose our job, uh, you're gonna be in a position to where you gotta scramble 
or even if you have money saved up, now you got to start spending that money. So uh, we were also talking about it's, it's, it's hard to understand the meaning and understand uh, the validity of things, but also feel powerless in a sense to where you can't express it to the T. Like walking on eggs shit. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like expression is important. And I think there's always a way to express things. Um, and you have to know, you know, where you stand. Like you said, um, it, it's hard to be in a position where you can't completely say how you feel, right? You know, everybody, everybody wants to be able to be um completely unadulterated at times. Sometimes things come to your head that you want to bring out. And when you somebody like, you know, a Kanye West or a Kyrie Irving, and you feel a way about, um, you know, certain groups, certain things that's happening in America, X, Y, Z, it's like they always got these cameras on them, right? They always got, you know, all these eyes on them and things like that. But it's like, I, what I do believe in is I believe in truth and people standing on their truth. And I think that when you are a person and you can speak truth, and that truth becomes powerful for you, and you could get that out. That's that's probably one of the most powerful things you could ever do, especially as a man. Because you know, what I'm saying you look at men like us, men of color. A lot of times we've been we've been you know shut mouth, cast iron around your mouth. You can't say nothing in certain situations. You can't make you know, you you can't do nothing when it comes to like you know saying how you feel. So I think I think hearing somebody speak their truth is always powerful to me. But um, I mean. That's we we gonna go back and forth. I'm not, but I'm, I'm gonna be clean with it. But that's it's contradictory in a sense because you're saying tell your truth and stand on it, but don't tell the whole truth. You, know, you don't want master to come. No, back I didn't say you. that. I didn't say that. I said that I think that it's important to tell your truth. I think that even though you're telling your truth, you know every situation does not warrant whatever you think. Um, sometimes if you walk into a certain room and then you give a message to a room that's not ready to receive your message, then when you get, you know, whatever you get as a consequence because you need that room, then you have to eat that. And that's just part of it. I mean, there's a consequence to everything. There's always going to be a consequence to your actions. It's cause and effect relationships all over the place. And you have to understand that as an intelligent man or woman, period. Your truth is not, your truth does not make that uh, a universal truth. Everybody doesn't hold the same truths because some people take lies and they own them. But whatever your truth is, is your personal truth. That's kind of how I see that. So it's just like, you know, whole truth, half truths. There's always different stories. There's my story, there's his story, there's the real story. All right, let me ask you this way. Because I know I started this by saying don't let what you're saying go out there and cost you the bag. And I'm yeah. really talking about people on a, a normal everyday level. Like when you got that kind of money, cool. You lose a when you can lose a hundred mil and you ain't tripping, yeah. I ain't talking to you, right? But in saying that, in saying go out there and speak your truth, are we are we ultimately asking people to be martyrs? Because I don't know if that's what I'm trying to do. I just kind of thought about this as y'all were saying that because realistically, somebody gonna have to be a martyr. 
somebody's gonna have mm-hmm. to go out there and really literally or figuratively die for what they saying and what they believe in, right? Definitely. Right. So are we saying because I'm not saying don't do that. That's not what I want to say. Because I think that's that's a very important and pivotal part of black history. A lot of those are the black voices that we constantly cite back to and that we look up to. So I'm definitely not trying to minimize that aspect of everything. I just think it's, it, it really is a, a fine line that you have to walk in understanding if you're really ready for something that green, right? I think that's the, the real thing. If you're really willing to die for the cause, then go ahead and speak your truth. Do whatever you got to do. If that's what you believe in, cool, get it out. If not, I think the more important thing is like what Carrie is saying, kind of where I started to say, understand that every situation ain't for you to get your truth in because it's not going to be received the right way. And it is going to be issues that come behind it. So if you really can't fade them issues, why put it out there? Why put yourself in it? That's why I used the Kanye and the Kyrie thing originally because Kanye did it. Okay, cool. Whatever Kanye said, I'm not saying right or wrong, but he said what he said and he could deal with those outcomes. And he probably didn't really expect it to be that crazy like what it was. But when you turn around a week later, a couple weeks later, whatever it is, and you Kyrie Irving and you just saw what happened, to do that is kind of crazy. At the same time, like and I, I said this to y'all earlier, like what Nick Cannon said with the whole book breaking thing, like, I think that's real. That's you you making an example of somebody. You saying, oh, you got out of line. We gonna show the rest of y'all what can happen to you. And it's, that's why it's such a hard thing to do because like what uh, what DeMarcus was saying about Jarrell, you coming from that kind of place where I'm not gonna be told what I can and cannot do. I think every man at least wants to believe that's how they act, yeah. right? You know, so where do you actually draw that line? I don't really know. Because you got to think about the bigger picture. And again, it's on the regular person's level. You got a family to take care of. You got, you know, miles to feed, whatever it is. Is that cause worth not being able to get those things done? Is your pride worth not being able to get those things done? To say, I ain't going to let nobody tell me what I can and cannot say. I got to get this one off. But this one to cost me this 85000 a year job that I, I got. And we've been living good. And now I'm finna be out here flipping burgers. So. I feel like. what Jarrell got to say. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Pride is the devil. I, I get what you're saying. And maybe pride and. Hard-headedness, um, to, to like y'all said, to a certain extent, is a good thing. Because I get what you're saying about not feeding your wife and your kids, but what about changing the world for millions, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I think about it. Um, you're right. When you get, when you, when you front line, when it's time to go and you realize what you're about to do, pretty sure it's hard. Um, pretty sure it is, you know? You don't know what you might not know what come with it. You might, like you said, you might be saying something that you think is right and your truth, and say everybody else is wrong. And you, like you said, Kyrie might be like, I don't even know what I did. So, um, it's just a fine line because I, right now, like y'all said, I'm we all are doing pretty decent in our lives 
and if it all came down to me making a decision to protect my family and what I'm doing or protect millions. What was the end of that? You, we lost you on the end of that. Say it again. Are you lost me? I said to protect my family, like three, four people, or protect millions, I guess the situation would have to come up to, for me to feel how I feel, you know? Me to yeah. react how I react. So I don't know either. What? I just don't know. I, I feel like just to, just to kind of, you know, this is kind of heavy stuff because, you know, it is, it is, it is, I mean, every, you kind of grow up, you know, a man got his word, you know what I'm saying? The things that he say, that's what a man has. You know, you learn, you learn that growing up. You always hear that man. All he got is his word, his word, his word, you know? Um, and when it's like, when you talk about the words that we use, they're so, they're so powerful and they're such, they're such, they're tools, bro. They're tools or they could be weapons. And it's like, you, you really have to be careful with your words, but intentional with your words, right? You have to be careful and intentional with your words. And I think that's something that we can all take from this. You know what I'm saying? We, we created to be a live podcast so we could be able to help people build. And we're talking about building, man. It's just like, you know, if you want to be able to build your community, you want to be able to build your own self, you want to be able to build your family up, you got to always think about, you know, the words that you do use because words matter. Words matter because they are matter. They create things. And when they create something, you can't back down from what you created. You can't back down from what was caused from those words. You have to own that. You have to stand on that. And I think that's something that we could all take from this. Own and stand on whatever it is that you say out your mouth. Right. And even in Kyrie's situation, Kyrie didn't say nothing. That was a shared post. But um Kanye specifically did say things out of his mouth that he now has to stand on. And I'm and it doesn't seem like he's not willing to. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with what he's saying, but it doesn't seem like he's backpedaling on anything. He said he's gonna run for president 2024. So I mean that's that's a man that really be- he's been saying crazy stuff since he came out the beginning of the first time we saw Kanye West. He told everybody, he said, my raps are as half as good as my beats are. I'm going to be the best rapper of all time. And now he's one of the top guys in the game. So it's like, you know, you just get looking at a man that's been using words to kind of build his his entity, his platform, all of this stuff. So, you know, words are powerful. And I think that's kind of something we can take from this is just use your words in a way that is going to, you know. Build something. Build what you want to build in your life. And, um, yeah, I think, I think what he's saying uh, to not skew the message. And tell me if you agree. I think to be on this podcast and to be positive and be uplifting and to, you know tell people to stand on what they stand on. Uh, I think we're saying don't be reckless, be cackle. Mm, say that one more time because I know you got a little congestion in there. Uh, 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 you said a good thing. You said a whole gym. Say it again. <laughs> I was saying uh, we, we, we want people to be empowered. We, we started this podcast to, to be a light. I mean, that's what it says. Yeah. Uh, to shine your light and everything. But I, I don't want it to get confused, not to say your truth or whatever. Just don't be reckless. Be calculated. Yeah. There is a, there is a large difference, especially young, old, whatever. Don't be reckless. Be calculated. I, th- I think that's that's amazing that you said that. That's a, a great segue. So I think we can segue from there because, um, you know, when we talk about what we're talking about, I wanted to address this personally because it's something I see uh, being in the school system all the time, man, which is the respect. <laughs> Hold up, man. I can't. I can't. 
The Marcus, you look like somebody okay. auntie. You, you like somebody auntie. auntie. Yeah, yeah, straight up. He like, you, get your like, hand. Get, get the wrist. I'm going to go to the gallery view so everybody can see what I'm seeing right here when he did that. All right. I'm going to go here and go. Nah, I just went to back to the gallery view. So. Oh, you can do that? Oh. Yeah, you got different views. But nah, but bro's dropping get gems. And I really want to hear your side of uh, the story on this right here, Demarcus, because you're a little bit older than everybody else for sure. And then, He's so. <laughs> Demarcus face. <laughs> bro, he said for sure. Demarcus said. Oh. <laughs> like, like he was no. Like, no, no, no. No, <laughs> okay. no bro. He punched, nah, me, like, bro. he punched me in my throat. <laughs> <Just> throw <punch. laughs> Nah, bro, I ain't throw punch you, bro. I just want to know. I want to know what you think on this, though, because this is my... I, I mean, I got old-school thoughts about stuff sometimes, so I'll be, like, want to know, like, if I'm, like, on or off here. So, like, respecting the man and the woman and how that culture um, has, I guess, changed a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like respect was everything for us, you know? Like, it was like you get smacked in your face, like, if you, you know what I'm saying, disrespected your mama in any kind of way, um, you wasn't like you wasn't gonna put your hands on any females as a male. You wasn't gonna call females out their name like just so consistently as you're seeing it now. And it's just like, I mean, what what do you guys feel like? And Demarcus, I'm asking you first because I really want to know what you think. What do you feel like is the role of you know that respect in our culture and how important has that been? And how, where do you see that it's gone? And where do we probably need to go? Just in your in your Perspective. Respect is giving and respect is demanded. So uh, we're in a world where everybody just go along, get along. Nobody wants to be chastised. Nobody wants to uh, correct. <laughs> That's what we have right now. Uh, we literally in a world where you know people say do what they want, and they really don't understand that there's punishments to everything. Like you said, if you would have said something back in the day, you get slapped in your mouth or you know whooping, whatever. Or you you get some form of chastisement. Um, that's the word. Like chest, you be you be chastised in some form. Yeah. Yet nowadays, like I mean, y'all teachers, y'all know, like teachers, kids talk crazy to teachers, and then you got so many rules and regulations on you, to where you know, I mean, you're not gonna lose your job just because a kid talking out reckless. Yeah, that's a fact. But but, but you got those. I hope y'all are those teachers. You got those teachers that they gonna command respect. They are gonna give it too. They are gonna command respect. And, after a while, it might take some time. After a while, you know, that kid going to respect you over time. I mean, he might not off the rip, but you stand your ground. And I'm not saying that you have to lay hands on anybody, but you stand your ground and uh, whatever punishment you can enforce in a school environment or what punishment you can enforce in, in a natural environment, I mean, you got to, you got to command respect. Got that's, a, that's a ball point, especially... Well, I mean, women too. Everybody, you got to demand, command respect. I, I agree. I agree. I think that you know, when you talk about commanding respect, I think that's some people think that when you command respect, that is uh, when you try to instill fear in people. And I always be telling people, fear is not respect. You know, what I'm saying just because somebody's afraid of you, that does not mean they respect you. They just that means they're afraid of you, and they still do you bad behind your back. They're scared of you, so they'll do snake stuff when you ain't looking. Or they'll be talking about you because they don't respect you. They're just afraid of you. But when you talk yeah. about respect, respect, go ahead. No, I was saying people can get over fear and they get around fear. Right. Uh, and, and, respect. When you respect somebody, they respect you. You, you have 
your you have set the own boundaries that you just won't cross because you respect that person. Right. It's mutual. It's mutual. And when you criticize by somebody that you respect, it's different than when you criticize by somebody you don't respect. It's almost like that's yeah. that's something that I've learned, like even like back in the day when we used to play. You know what I'm saying? When your teammates come at you on some like, hey, bro, like you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. You ain't touch that line. It's different when you respect that teammate versus when you didn't respect. <laughs> like, hey, bro, who you talking to? <laughs> like, hey, hold on now. <laughs> hey, bro, who you talking to, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to come at him like, let's, let's be real about this. But uh, nah. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, nah, man, I just, I really think that's a lost thing, bro. It's, it's the core of a culture, man. You even look at like the, the Eastern civilizations, I feel like they are more on that respect wave than we are. You know what I'm saying? They respect their elders. They respect, you know, the people that, you know, have done things before and they 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 give away and they honor, they honor that experience and they, they just honor everything. They honor nature. Like we... We here, we just disrespect stuff so often that now you see it in our children, they're just disrespectful. Like they just, it, and it, it turns inward. Like when you disrespectful like that, you start disrespecting yourself. That's why you abusing drugs and you, you know what I'm saying? You talking about yourself in a way that ain't, you know, in the highest, you know, self. It's like, you, you just, that culture disrespected cultivates and builds. So I just feel like, you know, for me, I feel like the, the, the granular, like step-by-step, uh, take you could take on it just like first and foremost respect women as a man bro like like for real that's just something that it really you don't see that much like today I was training my client and when she got we were sharing a machine with, with two guys right and the two guys they were they were wanting to jump in with us and I was like yeah y'all can jump in and then like every time she would be about to get on the machine he would wipe the machine off like he'd wipe it off because she was a female and I was like, dog, that's, I told him, I said, that's what's up, man. I was like, that's, that's being a strong gentleman. I was like, that says a lot about you as a man. Like people don't understand those things like that. It says something about your character. Like people will respect you more. So I don't know. Y'all can speak to it a little bit. I mean, y'all respectful dudes. I know y'all are because of the way y'all move. So, I mean, what's y'all thoughts on this? This is why I tell y'all to raise y'all kids, bro. It started at home. I mean, you really do. All this stuff you learn as a kid, right? Yeah. I even now as an adult, like my mom still will tell me people that she know that I happen to see is like, oh, your boy still says yes, ma'am, this and that. Like, that's been all my life because that really started home. Like, raise your kids. If you want your kids to be a certain way, that's where your first initial dose of respect started. Is your mother and your father, your grandma, your grandpa, whoever it is at the crib. Mm-hmm. So it gotta go from there, honestly. Like talking about kids in, in school. I didn't talk with parents who didn't tell me straight up, I have no control over my child. Mm. I don't understand it. Like, I I do not understand it. If my mama would have got a call that said, your kid do X, Y, and Z, she would have reached in there and grabbed my spine and started controlling me. Bro. Like, if, you, if, if you can say that, I would say to that parent, if you have no control over your child, then the question is, who does? Exactly. Nobody. The world. Somebody like, does. Some, somebody. Influences in the world. Yeah. That's that reckless behavior is going to end up as consequences. I mean, some of these kids, some of these young people, some of these older people think that there's no consequences. Yeah. It's coming. You know what I'm saying? All death is coming. Like, it's coming to an end. Like, yeah. <laughs> everything's all fine now until you find out jail is real. 
You can't move in jail, man. They put you in a box. Like you gotta wait till they feed you. You gotta wait till they let you do this. You, you can't tell somebody look away or whatever. I gotta use the bathroom. Like no, nah, I respect out the window. But you know what, Demarcus too, it, it's not even always that extreme for some people. It's you just live an unsatisfying life. You broke all the time. You can't get, you know, nothing. You don't have nothing going good for you. People do you a wrong way. It's because of how you move. Like, it's sometimes it's a lot smaller than people. I think people don't actually see that. Those are the things. Because when it's big in your face, like, oh, you ended up in jail, you got to realize that. But when it's, I think it's lifelong stuff to go on for people, and they don't actually click on that because they can't identify what's wrong inside of themselves. So... That goes back to that go along and get it on. Like, got a lot of parents that took on uh, the, the parenting methods of our peers, and we see what we got now. Like, our, our peers' kids, or our kids acting like our peers' kids. Like, they, they're getting disrespectful and unrespectful because we got to a point to where there was no, there was no correction. There was no correction, and people just go, go, go. Yeah, I need to get some switches. I told my, I told my, I told my son, like, uh, I'm transparent. I need my son until he was like 12. We had a situation. So when we met in the living room, toe to toe, he taller than me. And I said, hey, man, if you ain't going to do nothing else, you're going to respect me. There ain't no fear thing. You ain't just going to walk around here like I don't stand here, like I ain't said nothing, like your mama ain't said nothing. That, that's coming to an end. It got real for a night. I did it in front of his mama. I did it in front of his brothers and sisters to just to let him know, like, hey, if if, if you want to go, we can go. But if not, then this is going to end, man. And it also instills in him, like, okay, I got I got to understand how I move, too. Because, yeah, stuff coming with you. You got to disrespect the person that feeds you, that houses your clothes. Man, man. But we, we in a world today where a lot of kids don't have that, whether it be a man or a woman. Like, a lot of kids don't have that, that factor that says, no, nah, that, that's not gonna happen. But a lot of people also, I would say like when we were younger, we had like next door neighbors, we had you know, <clears throat> grandparents and everybody, we had help. Our parents had help. Yeah. I think <clears throat> people don't discipline their kids so much, they don't let the neighbors discipline the kids, they don't let the teachers, the grandparents, anything. So like, like y'all said, when we were kids, I couldn't do that. I couldn't get in trouble on my street because everybody had, <laughs> they could all give you, you know what I'm saying? So it's to the point where <laughs> these days, the parents, they're they the kid's best friend. So you better not mess with my best friend. You mess with my best friend, I'm going to pull up to the school and beat up the teacher. So now the kid, right. like, it's almost that's like, the wrong way. yeah, yeah it's right. like, I mean, that's in life, I ain't got to respect nobody. My mom, I call my mom, I know, I ain't going to say names. It's people who work for me, 22, 23 years old. They get mad, they call their mama to handle it. And I'm like, my mama would have hung up. If I call, I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't talk to my boss. I'm like, man, my chest short for anything. Come on, man. Yeah. So the respect gone because that's bestie. That's my best friend. We doing TikToks together now. My, my parents, mm -hmm. we couldn't go in the living room when they was talking. Now they doing TikToks with their kids. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's tough, man. No fresh. I, I, we say uh, we have a father. We share the same father. Our father used to, even though we're good friends with our father, especially in our adult age, he used to always tell us, I, "I'm not your friend. I ain't your daddy." 
I mean, it's cool that, that we get along, but just remember, <laughs> I'm not your friend. <laughs> That's facts. He, he set the standard. That's that's how that's how that's how it worked for us, and I think it helped. I helped it helped with that respect culture. It helped you respect other men. It helped you respect other women when you knew that there was a boundary. You knew there was a wall you was about to run into if you kept going that route. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you do, <laughs> you do that once you hit that wall. <laughs> okay, all right, that's they line. Yeah, you go take still, go take still. But you know what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what though? It, it, I'll say this though. On the other side of it though, like I think there is something to be said about the ability to communicate now. That the communication that we have is better. I think it's important to communicate. I wish that I was able to more communicate. Open. Huh? It was more open. Yeah, a little more open communication, and it helps kind of not you know tuck away trauma. We don't want to tuck away trauma, so we don't want to push things down and not speak on things like we do want our, our youth to speak on things we want to speak on things ourselves but um i do think that you know we talk about that respect bro it's like we talked about it before you know i got a, a quote that i say uh, a city with no walls is always under attack so if it's a city with no walls if you have no walls built up no boundaries it's always under attack and you have to set those boundaries with people as an individual you have to set those boundaries with people. Like, hey, look, this is where you're not finna cross. Like, when once you hit this boundary right here, now you got to make a decision, not me. I already set this boundary. So once you hit this boundary, you got to make the decision because it's a wall. It ain't like it's just finna come down because you came into it. Like, so um, I think that's something big with respect, straight up. <laughs> straight up. Why you laughing? Just to, to give a kind of comical analogy to what he just said. <clears throat> when we went to the Bahamas, I'll never forget this bohemian guy was driving the bus and they had some people that was like, drop us off at the beach. We want to go out to the ocean. We want to go out to the Gulf, whatever. We want to go out to the deep waters. And he was like, I can take you here, but just understand, you know, that reef is there for a reason. <laughs> and they was like, we don't care. They got out the thing and <laughs> ran to the ocean. That guy turned around. He said, you see those people on this side of the reef, you find nice fish. On the other side of the reef, you're going to find a fish that's going to eat your butt. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got to respect go. the boundaries. Respect the boundaries. Respect the boundaries. Don't be thinking you can do whatever you want around here. Like, there's hey, every situation got its own little walls up. You better know what it is. And if you decide to cross those boundaries, and now you have consequences to your actions. There's a cause and effect relationship. Like, now you got to respond to that. And, um... Um, there's another, there's another thing I kind of wanted to talk about guys in, in closing, you know, it's a little late, so we're going to hit this one. Um, just on a lighter note, man, just, I guess how, you know, you talk about with, uh, diversity of exposure. Um, uh, I, I kind of want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Um, and then when I say diversity of exposure, just, you know, I really believe in now more so than I did in the past, because now I'm doing this club on campus, um, that we're doing a lot of community outreach, a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities for our students. We've been able to have um, our students be able to, you know, get to know and network with other people in the community, help out, donate, things like that. And um, I'm like, I'm like understanding now more so than I ever did when I was in school that seeing things really helps you grow. Um, traveling really helps you grow different relationships that you have really help you grow. Um, 
And I think a lot of times when you have people that have are stuck in a in a rut, so to speak, and they got that stinking thinking, they have two options, one option, and they can't see outside of those little options. It's like you look at through uh, binoculars or whatever. You're just looking at one thing. <clears throat> And I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on, like, how that's helped you in your lives, you know what I'm saying? Keeping a great outlook on life, you know, just having options, man, because, like, when you look at the representations in our communities, like, Nate, you a teacher, DeMarcus, you an entrepreneur, you a, you you drive around, meds, you do what you do, Jarrell, you, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make it sound bad, but you know what you do, you, you do your thing, he's legal, he's legal, guys, and Jarrell, you a, a mental health professional, um, being men that are doing, you know, jobs where there's a lot of kids that probably couldn't see those jobs as options, right? They 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 see a lot of drug dealers around. They see a lot of, um, you know, maybe they see a lot of just hardworking people that work at Ford or GM Motors and wherever they're from or whatever. Like, and they don't see anything else, so they they automatically single their vision down to what their parents do, what their parents' friends do, etc. But then when you open your horizons and you see other things it's like oh snap like if you take a trip as a filmmaker a young filmmaker to go to Tyler Perry Studios and you see what's going down over there it's going to change your outlook on life forever you know what I'm saying when you go back to your home so can y'all speak to that a little bit just like the exposure like how that helped you guys out in life I would say it's, it's the most important thing in life sometimes honestly bro like I think that's how you actually grow and you develop as a person. So all of the things that I was exposed to all kind of plays some part in my development at some point, whether it was people, just different activities, whatever it is, that's how you discover who you are. That's how you discover what you actually like, what you don't like. And life is nothing more than new experiences, right? So you have to continue to build these experiences up. And that's how you mold the ones that you want to have. You realize, okay, cool. I'll, I've been to the crack house. I didn't like the crack house. I've been to the White House. I like the White House a little bit more. Like you got everything in between. But hey, and it's two totally different worlds. Right? Oh, yeah, that's really yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's that's even the, the exposure to different people is different people show you different stuff. So yeah. I think that's that's really everything, man. Like that's how you you go and figure stuff out is you experience it. Oh yeah, it, it unlocks you. And going places, going anywhere, foreign, even if you're going to the next state, like we right next to Louisiana. Louisiana is a totally different place than Texas. This is the hospitality is totally different than Texas. They talk, they walk, the way they do things is totally different than Texas. They they'll They'll point you out. You ain't from here, is you know what I mean? Like they, they do something totally different. Like right? New York, I don't, I don't like you. I don't personally like New York. I think they're rude, but you know they do stuff totally different. And New York will tell you what's on their mind. I, I, okay, just to show you, to 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 give you an example, of what Nate was talking about. I truly understood the phrase Southern hospitality when I went to New York. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, because y'all rude out here. Yeah. I went to open the door for a lady in New York. She did. She asked me, what the F was I doing? I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, I think 
the exposure, like kind of they said, it molds you. Like if you eat a burger every day, <laughs> you gonna, you know I mean, it's gonna. Burger burger. That's the only thing you know. You are gonna love it. You know what I'm saying? But I like trying all types of food. Like Carrie said earlier, traveling across just across America, you learn so much. I learned how to live in Texas. I know how to live in Alaska. I know how to live in Montana. It's like, but you need to know how to live. You need to know you need studs in your tires in Montana, you know? You don't need studs in your tires in Texas. So uh, exposure is learning, and you should never stop learning. You're exposed to something new every day. They say you learn something new every day, so you know I'm going to go with you exposed to something new every day. So I'm, I'm the type of person that I feel like the exposure I had in my life through football, through traveling, it made me exactly who I am like now. It's probably the most important thing for you know in life and molding you. So yeah. think about it from a from really little black kid situations, right? I can't remember the, the kid who it was, but when I was teaching at the college, we were talking about going to Galveston or something. And this is a kid that's 18, 19 years old. They said they ain't never been past downtown Houston, from the north side to downtown. That's crazy. Like think, but think about how limited your world is when you ain't explored that much. You ain't been forty five minutes down the road because that's just inaccessible to you. You let alone going out the state, going to experience the world, right? So that's that's really what keep people boxed in. I think if you are, I mean, the product of your environment thing is easy to say, but if that's truly all you know and it's not a great environment, how can you possibly be a great person? It's gonna be a fight. You you fight an uphill battle. Yeah, it can be done, but it's gonna be hard. You need. I think. I think. I think. Another thing too is you need other people's. Like, not only do you need your exposure, like physically, to go to a new spot or to go through something, but you also need to be exposed to people that have been places and gone through things and be able to draw from those experiences as well. Because a lot of times, you know. I remember back, I still remember, bro, when Herschel uh, Walker came to the high school and spoke to my team when I was, I think of my junior year, and he came in there, bro, and I didn't know who he was at the time because I, I just didn't really pay attention to old school football. Like, really don't watch football. Yeah, I, I was like, they, they was like presenting me like, this is our running back. He got like 1,500 yards this year and 12 touchdowns. I had no idea who Herschel Walker was. I played running back. But they, they was, he was saying how he, done, he did – uh, 500 push-ups a night, and he used to run up the uh, run up the hills with sleds, and he said that's all he did for training when he was like my age. And I was like, man, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start doing something similar. And that exposure kind of like it leveled me up because I was trying to be like Herschel Walker. I was like, okay, like my peers, they was like, you know, they wasn't really on that weightlifting tip, but it was because I had been exposed to Herschel Walker, which is why I started to push myself in football the way I did my junior year. Senior year, I was still kind of keeping some of those ideas. So, you know, just going to the exposure tip, man, some some experiences you have or you get from other people, you never really forget. Even as a grown man, like I'm still remembering stuff from childhood that I was exposed to very briefly that I never really let go of, like being in the hills of uh, of California up in like northern California when uh, we used to go out there and visit um my dad's friends and we go out there and just how beautiful it was it made me feel like man this parts of america i need to go to like so i can you know let my mind clear out and i, I didn't know and when i was in Colleen, you know what i'm saying because Colleen ain't got no hills ain't got no mountains ain't got no you know brown bears walking around them sequoia trees i was like i didn't know it was like this out here anywhere so 
you know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll help open your mind and broaden your horizons a little bit doing that. You know what that just made me think about? Did y'all see that interview with Glorilla where this girl didn't know that foxes were a real animal? I did. Uh... But that's exactly what I mean. Like, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I mean, and that's no shot at her. Yeah, this is being real. If you don't real. have exposure to stuff, you just don't know. Yeah, I saw that. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Like a camera, this a camera can have. Don't listen to me. Personal like disclaimer. Don't listen to anything from Herschel Walker. Don't listen to anything from Herschel Walker. That man is an idiot. Hey man, I'm just saying. I'm talking from football, from a football tip. Back Ooh, back in the day, back That's in the day. Cool. Yeah, the push-ups well, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about nowadays. Like he just said some crazy. We ain't got to even talk about that. He said some crazy like like wild, 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 wild. Like no, nah, we're not doing that. I ain't even keeping up with old Hershey, man. But I know he he definitely spit some bars to a young 16-year-old K Slow. And I was sitting there like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think at the time he was training to be MMA at the time. He was trying to he was trying to go do his MMA thing at the time. So that's yeah. You know he got hit the head. He's been hit a little too much. Yeah, a little bit. He, you know, that's the thing, though, know, bro. They be man, people in contact sports. Really got to, you know, they got to have like a, more of a test. Like people that have done so many years of contact sports, we need more tests before we get to like go and try to be politicians and like all that. Like they should actually, I mean, I hate to say it, but they need to run us through some type of like assessment. Like, are you yeah. really okay? Are you, are you okay that enough? That man yeah. right, not well <laughs> at all. Like, he's, bro, he's not well. He's not well. No. I almost want to know what he said now. I almost want to. Can we say it on here? Can we say it on here? I for, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like one of his little campaign speeches, and it was something just so off the wall, stupid. I was like, nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. The man's not okay. Like, one, we ain't gonna do politics on here, but I feel like his politics are kind of clownish. Oh, uh, yeah, we good on that. Yeah, we good but, on that. But, <laughs> but just nah. The stuff that he says is like, he hey. gotta have CTE. He, some of the stuff he said, if you were checking him for a concussion, he wouldn't pass concussion protocol. <laughs> he sound like he concussed, mate. He sound like he currently concussed right now. <laughs> right. All right. So, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, bros, how are we going to be able to unlock this light? <laughs> how are we going to be able to unlock this light uh, in ourselves, man? Moving forward, I mean, look, look, man, the reality of it is we, we almost in December, fellas. Goodbye. We almost Goodbye. in December. I see you. I see your eyes, man. How are we gonna how are we gonna get it out, man? Cause we have to create light, especially in this dark, dark world, man. There's so many places that you can run into and, and, and not see or hear a positive thing within a hundred miles, man. People are just really enjoying death culture, enjoying that toxic just uh toxic is actually a popping word right now. That's a key word right now. You know, you put that word in and a lot of stuff gonna come up on Google search. So it's like you know, how, how do we create more light within our culture right now, guys? What y'all think uh, we need to be focusing on? And what are you focusing on personally? Well, they follow the podcast. They seen me flip the switch. Flip the switch. <laughs> they saw you flip the switch. We saw you flip the switch. I would say switch. Uh, it's something that's coming up. It's some holidays coming up, man. 
I will say this: people out here who are not blessed with families. Yeah. So um, I would say try to help out. I mean, I know Nate doing something. You know, we doing something out here in Fort Worth, and we're gonna go to Houston and do something else for Christmas. Uh, pass out presents. So uh, bless somebody, man. Um, plug that, JJ. Don't plug that for the plug that for the people real quick. Plug that for them. Oh, well, we ain't got official dates and times, but we starting on it. Well, Nate's going to be Christmas Eve. Uh, prosperous people, we're going to pass out some presents, bless some kids. Fearless Foundation, we picked the 17th, which is Saturday before, you know, Christmas. Well, technically the week before Christmas. Uh, we're going to pass out some presents out here in Fort Worth uh, just to bless kids. So like I was saying, bless somebody. It's, it's the holidays. I know a lot of people. I work with a lot of people. Uh, my clients who don't have any family. So these are the hardest times for people like that. So bless somebody. Raise your kids. It's on, it's on your heart. Now understand on, the difference. If it's on your heart, do it. Mm -hmm. Not just for the holiday season or whatever, man. When something is on your heart, whether you're giving uh, testimony, uh, somebody on the side of the road and need be pushed to the gas station. You see somebody going through something that you may have gone through or you may have knowledge on. If it's on your heart, don't don't ignore that feeling, man. You might save a life. I've been in that situation where I used to tow cars and I had a lady that was she sees this, she knows I'm telling the truth, but I had a lady that literally <laughs> on her way to commit suicide. We just talked all the way to the house. And I asked her if she needed help, and she was like, you know, I was feeling this way, but I thank you for, you know, just just talking to me like a normal person. And like I'm saying, man, you you can save a life, you can uplift a life, you can heal a life, you can you can do a lot, man. Don't just don't just uh, subject yourself to your one little box. That that's, that sounds fine. Don't subject yourself to your area. Some people got big. Uh, everything we say starts in the home. Y'all raise y'all kids. That's that's all I got. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and Nate finna know. Nate finna know all the trials, and tribulations that come with that. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely gonna that. find out if a fight come with that. But guess what? I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna be a bum. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. Cause you, cause you not, you can't even got it in you, man. You ain't got it in you to be that, you know. And I think that's that's something, you know. I, I say, you know, in, in regards to creating that light, man, just fight for it, man. Fight for the light, fight for the energy, fight for the love. Um, if it's something like like Demarcus said, it's on your heart, then keep it, keep it as a priority. You know what I'm saying? Don't let it fall to the wayside. Keep it as a priority and let it lead you because, you know. And when you talk about the spiritual realm, that's the spirit talking. You know, that's that's the spirit talking through you. You gotta let that let that be the leader. Don't let the material things be the leader because you know there's a lot of what's out here. There's a lot of things people gonna give you and give you money. You know, say you can buy cars, you can put on fancy clothes, you're gonna have a lot of things around you, but at the end of the day, it's never gonna fulfill you. There's, you'll never have enough of anything. You'll never have anything that'll fill you up enough. Um, the mission, the vision, whatever it is for you, just keep looking for it. And once you feel that feeling, just fight for it. You know what I'm saying? So, be like podcast, baby. Make sure y'all like and subscribe the podcast. If you see this on Facebook, share it once or twice. You know what I'm saying? Get out to your peers. 
Um, if you see us out in the community, tell us about how you think about the podcast. We give y'all this energy because we we appreciate y'all, man. We're trying to be able to change y'all's lives. Hopefully, this touches somebody that needs it. Um, but with that being said, man, we appreciate y'all's time, and yo, we out.